0: Hi, this is Betsy Beers. I'm the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, and How to Get Away with Murder. And this is Shondaland Revealed, the official podcast for Shondaland TGIT Thursday night on ABC. Yeah, we're official. I know we've been official for a while. We just got our officiality renewed for the new year. So this is the only podcast you should listen to. Enough about my official job. I'm really, really excited today because we have one of my favorite, favorite people in the world who has agreed to join us, and I'm just gonna say, I have known this woman for a while because she actually has appeared with us in many permutations at Shondaland, and we always tried to figure out new and different ways of working with her, so this is by far my favorite so far, and that is the amazing Liza Wheel who plays Bonnie Winterbottom.
1: Yes, hi, thank you. This is my favorite so far, too. See, it's
0: good. (laughs) It's good, and we we, we haven't killed you yet. Uh, Yet, yes, I know, and I say yet because you know what's going to (laughs) happen and how to get away with murder. And let me ask you a question: Is it wheel or wild? It's wild. It's wild. So I'm going to correct myself and say it's (laughs) Liza Wild. Um, Now she's married to Paul Edelstein, but it's actually Edelstein. But it's actually Edelstein. But it is Edelstein. So we used to do this forever, and I literally go around and I say. It's Edelstein, but then he's working a television show with Liesl Edelstein. It's just, it's a perpetual So the great thing is both Liza and Paul have <laughs> names that we repeatedly mispronounce.
1: It's okay. It takes a while. I, I still, I think I called him Edelstein for a long long time.
0: I hope during the period you were married, because that yeah, would be good. Yeah, he's
1: still actually in my phone as Paul Edelstein. Like, I haven't
0: gotten rid of the formal <laughs> thing yet. <laughs> That's kind of nice. I mean, that that it keeps yeah. your relationship fresh. I think it does. I think absolutely. <laughs> But it's great because it's like, actually, we like to call you Shondaland's fun couple. We take credit for the two of them. But I remember actually the first time, one of the first times we sat down with Paul. We have a long history with Paul, which goes back longer than most people know. But when Paul was coming to meet on private practice, I remember we having this lively conversation about your courtship. That was the sweetest (laughs) story ever. Um, But we're going to get to that. First, I want to tell you what Liza's wearing. Um, Liza's wearing a a really cute sort of like boy-cut blue sweater with long sleeves and a little collar and black buttons, and a great top that's sort of black and white and a little bit creppy with uh, little pleats in the front, which is nice, and a pair of tight, skinny black jeans and very awesomely cool brown boots. Thank you. You're looking pretty sharp <laughs> for a podcast. You know, we're, we're talking about this episode that is, you guys watched last night. Actually, in reality, we've stopped shooting the show. Yeah. So technically, Liza is on hiatus.
1: I will share with you that I'm still driving around with all the stuff from my trailer in the trunk of my <laughs> car. So that's how hiatus is going for me so
0: far. See that's kind of awesome. Is there anything specific that you don't want to let go from the trunk there? No, it's it's, it's just completely irrational.
1: It's blankets and slippers and pillows. I did I had the boxes. I had a couple boxes in the back seat, which I was able to muster the strength to remove from the car. But um I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So you're driving around with a trophy in the back? The trophy is in the is in the living room. Do you know that Pete Noah gave us all the tr- gave us, oh yeah.
0: There you go. Basically, the creator of the show, Pete Nowak, um, at the end of the season, very sweetly gave a lot of us trophies. Lady mm-hmm. Justice.
1: As our rap gift, and, yeah. And
0: um, I'm just going to say the scales are on it, and there is no blood-encrusted skull material.
1: I told Paul when we, we put it in the uh, den that the likelihood of one of us bludgeoning the other one has gone up <laughs> like 12%. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, I think... Speaking of that, I think what's really, there's a lot in this episode which was really, really cool. I mean, you got the amazing Marcia Gay Harden who's sort of stalking. Um, Hannah is sort of stalking Annalise, which is super fun to watch and definitely, definitely creepy. We've discovered the remains of Sam and they've been identified as the remains of Sam. We have that nail-biting sequence where the house is getting inspected.
1: the luminal montage. Which I just love, which is just
0: super, super creeptastic. I think one of the biggest revelations is this is finally when Bonnie puts the pieces together, right? And it's I think that it's so interesting because she really doesn't have
1: any time to process any of it at all. There isn't, like, a moment of downtime, really, for Bonnie. It's like she has the scene with Frank in the kitchen with the broken glass, which was very funny because Bill D'Elia kept making a joke all episode about, like, in every scene I had with Viola, he'd be like, and I also broke a glass. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you
0: don't... Your husband yeah. <laughs> kissed me, and I also broke a glass. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I screwed up the court case. Did I tell you about the glass I broke? <laughs> exactly. Bill is our producing director, as all yes. of you guys know. Lovely Bill D'Elia.
1: But then it sort of goes right to Viola coming home, and or Annalise coming home, and the mob case, and it just it just... You just get on the train
0: and it doesn't stop. Poor Bonnie. Yeah, but Bonnie, (laughs) poor Bonnie. But Bonnie gives Annalise the only good piece of advice. I think Annalise has gotten in a while. I mean, it's about time somebody gave Annalise a piece of advice, A, that she follows. You know, given everything that's gone on with Bonnie, I feel like Bonnie got the power back.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. And and I think it was so interesting the way that that whole scene was written. And that it's just sort of a very non-emotional, straightforward sort of, I'm going to tell you what I think. Which I think is so smart because I feel like somebody like Annalise, that's the only way that somebody like that will receive information. But yeah, Bonnie does get the power back a little bit.
0: I mean, basically to say, look, you look guilty as hell because you're not talking to anybody. And if you, and also that the students are taking her down. I Mm -hmm. mean, which is true. As much as we all love the students, you guys, I mean, from Annalise's perspective, she's absolutely doing the right thing, which I think is kind of morally great, but... She's putting you and everybody else in jeopardy now, and Frank too. I mean, that was such a, sort of a big part of this episode as well. Is
1: that when you when you see Frank starting to worry, you know that things are bad.
0: <laughs> Although Frank still manages to make the time to drag Asher down this ridiculous path about his mobs. His mob. right. Well, of course, yeah. They all need he he'll all have levity still, but it's, <laughs> it's, yeah. It's that long uh, the, the the monologue about his his father getting whacked or something. Yeah. Yeah, I love it because it's like the kids are totally on tenderhooks and freaking out. And I think Laurel says, look, we're control freaks. We're law students. We can't affect something that's the worst possible thing and how terrifying that is. And the enormity of what they've all done and how it hits Bonnie and also her weird sort of role in all this, which is that relationship with Sam, which which is also super complicated and nuanced. (laughs) she just made the most hysterical face which was just like she smelled something bad but it might have been okay somebody burnt something in the kitchen but it was a good dish
1: yeah the sam the sam and bonnie thing it's this it's it's so yeah it's so intense the thing that really was the most upsetting is when when the audience as well gets to see those pictures of sam keating's charred remains like you Mm -hmm. actually see it and then You know, you see the stuff that sort of Bonnie has to pour through to sort of aid in putting it together. It's just super intense. It was actually a great thing because when Charlie and I were shooting the scene in the kitchen where Bonnie is sort of going through the Emmy report, Verica just sort of showed up to stop by and say hi, and it felt like a miracle. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) You're all right. Yeah, you're okay.
0: And that's, of course, (laughs) Tom Verica, our producing director for Scandal, who also plays Sam Keating or did play Sam Keating before we, we had him whacked. There is, we've talked about this a fair amount, but there is this weird thing with Tom Verica where I'm so confused as to who he is at this point, even when I bump into him in the hall. And he's the
1: nicest guy, you guys. He's the nicest, sweetest man. And he
0: he and his beautiful wife are good friends with you and your husband. Yes, So even more complicated. So webby. It gets super webby.
1: It's sort of a part of quality of these kinds of shows too with what happens plot wise and there's very little that's sort of off the table in terms of how story develops that you don't you know it can get a little webby. Oh it gets
0: super webby (laughs) and also we've talked about this some in different contexts but one of the challenges for you guys when you start is that we don't give you a whole lot to go off. you got the yeah. script. And I know Pete follows under the Shonda Rhimes school, which is, I don't know. Yeah. Just which starts- is, what, what are you planning on doing? So I don't know. I got some <laughs> ideas, but I don't know. Because partially it's what you guys end up bringing to the material and I think in the case of boshanda and Pete, we end up developing, and the show ends up going sort of in a direction that reflects so much of the stuff that you guys bring to the table. Yeah, that that's what's great. But it, but it puts a big burden on you guys to come up with histories and backstories and dimensions and stuff.
1: Yeah, and yeah, you have to. There's there's some gaps that you have to fill in for yourself, and it's interesting to see the choices that you make and the th- the moments that are used, which can be really enlightening when you see a finished episode. Like, there was sort of a look in last week's episode where Annalise and Bonnie are talking to the woman who had the two girls in the basement, and she's talking about why she drugged them, and Bonnie sort of gives this look of empathy, maybe, to Annalise. And, I, I mean, Jack, we, Jack and Katie and I watched the episode together, and Jack sort of turned to me, and I was like, I don't know. I mean, I was playing something. <laughs> <laughs> but... They used it. I guess we'll see what happens with that. You hope as an actor that you're bringing things to it, and sometimes I think you can be wrong too. I think that's the thing that can be a little, feel a little wonky. Once I think you sort of settle in to that and and trust it, then it's a really lovely sort of creative relationship and collaboration that can be.
0: You know, there have been moments certainly where it's been it's a lot to wrap your brain around because this isn't like, this isn't like we're not actually giving you guys a little piece of backstory, like is my mother dead or alive? It's big pieces like, oh, I don't know, did I kill that person? Yeah. And then what's my reaction afterwards, which are cataclysmic anyway. Yeah. So the mystery in terms of the character is writ large. And I think that makes the pressure twice as large. You just have to sort of embrace it and then it's a lot of fun. um, I have to say Mm -hmm. though, for just general purposes, you are the master of the ambiguous look (laughs) because I would say we have now hung in editing whole moments and episodes on your ambiguous look. Right. Like you have a look, which is it's filled with portent and potential dread and it sets everything up because you always, Bonnie always looks like, uh oh there's more than there's more to this than meets the eye and you never let anything on but it's great it's It's like they're super weighted so i i recommend you guys while we're on hiatus and you know when you're done with these amazing episodes which we have a few more to go so don't get panicked but you know summertime spring go back and do a full retrospective on bonnie's guarded looks because (laughs) it's a whole story in itself and we were laughing during the pilot because when we cast, you were like, I swear to God, you've got a part. Throughout the whole pilot, we were like, every scene, I'm, watch, I'm watch, like watching, like, what's Bonnie doing? There's a whole story going on there. So you that's can do more nice. with not saying anything than most people who talk and you're rocking some great lipstick.
1: On the show. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. I know oh. that's Sergio
0: Rivera, right? Oh, hello. What a gift that was. We Sergio <laughs> is our key makeup person and he did private practice with us too. And Sergio is like, you all in your world want Sergio to follow you around all day long and make you look good. Sergio can turn a nothing day and suddenly make it all seem worthwhile, you know, to quote a famous lyric. It's it's
1: very true. And he knows how to make everyone their sort of best self. So shout out to (laughs) Sergio. What do you think of the whole thing of Nate getting arrested? It's harrowing, it's, it's actually, it's great. I loved the Annalise's reaction to that, where you sort of finally see her really acknowledge that she's done this thing that's just really knocked it out of her. Cause she sort of, that goes down and then she immediately sort of crawls into bed and beckons her mother to come. So I think that that's really the first time. I mean, we have sort of seen Annalise like grappling and sort of in deliberations about the things that she has to do. But this one just really knocked the wind out of her. So little- you know,
0: she did the thing with Griffin mm-hmm. in episode five, I think, where she had Frank plant the phone. Yeah. And but the weird thing is, I have no love for Griffin. I was sort of like, whoa, Annalise. But it was also because Wes, in a way, blackmailed her. Yeah. Into doing it. This, and I know she's fighting to save the people that we love. You know. The show yeah. but this is i think the first time where you really feel like oh my god you just threw yourself under a bus totally it's like at what price you know this is somebody that we know that you love and we're
1: starting to see it's like i think just last week you sort of saw them have that sort of intimate scene and yeah or they're just sort of talking which we actually don't get to see that much of because they just have mad sparks
0: yo, <laughs> yo. but uh <laughs> mad sparks yo and there's, an Asher.
1: I know, Asher. Oh, Asher. I know. He tried to be supported <laughs> this episode. He's now the only one. He's the only unknowing party in all of this. As we were sort of playing these final scenes, it's just, it just continues to, to be heartbreaking to me how, how good he is, Asher is, at, you know, at his
0: core still he's the only one that hasn't really done anything bad. It's true. Now, weird question, how much about, did you know that much about the law before you started this show?
1: Um, I did not know that much about the law before I started. When Before we did the pilot, I was able to have a quick conversation with a criminal defense attorney who was incredibly helpful. I read a bunch of books. Pete sort of had some books for us, waiting for us in Philadelphia. Charlie and I did like a reversal of fortune sort of cram session which is actually like a really good dose of of what you need I think for the pilot it, it certainly served us well to give us a taste and then when we found out that we got picked up I I did sort of a marathon go of of a bunch of law shows just to sort of see actors do it and then but we have your lovely husband Bruce as a consultant on the show and he's always readily available and on set a
0: bunch and that's oh, he just sure a, is. he that. is. (laughs) better than hang out with you guys and partake of the craft service. Yeah. He actually, Um, I think that the book list was probably, I think he started with that. Yeah. He he loves doing it, but I think what's really interesting, we've all talked about this a lot when we were developing the show. I went back and I looked at a lot of legal on television and it's almost all prosecution. Very, very little defense, which is Mm -hmm. one of the things we were really interested in about the show. Mm -hmm. It just must be interesting to do the courtroom scenes as opposed to like watch them. Yeah. So different and compelling and we're in
1: there, you know, those are long shoot days those courtroom days it's really it's also a huge gift to have somebody like viola around who is very honest about struggling and you know (laughs) things being hard and grappling and you know i don't know if i've ever been on a show with a with a number one like that who's who's just completely just like
0: yeah this is hard she's also Um, she's so incredibly blunt yeah which is one of the really nice things about her there's no subtext there's so much in her performances and as a person she's so refreshingly honest about things and very kind like Mm -hmm. just a really nice kind soul and you guys have real intense scenes together and we're laughing a lot it just seems like she can
1: have a conversation with you and tell you the most funny story, we sort of have interesting conversations about parenting mishaps constantly and we're laughing very hard and then she can go in and just just knock it out. It's pretty remarkable.
0: I think what was really interesting in the pilot too is the idea that you end up becoming your character in a strange mm-hmm. way. And I remember the, the students all kind of like clung together and you, you were a little like maternal. There was sort of gravitas you started that I thought was really interesting that you and Viola were both like... We're in charge of this office.
1: Yeah, yeah. We tried to keep it separate on the pilot for sure. And I know Charlie Charlie did as well. Yeah, there seemed like there needed to be a little bit of a separation that was that was established then. Because the pilot was also so heavy on murder night establishing Murder Night that they it seemed a, sort of a very natural
0: thing um, by the way you, apparently your hairstyle is really is big a lot of fan comments about your hairstyle that's how much nice they love it oh, one of the questions was it's like do you, did you have the style before or was this something you did for the character
1: it was completely something that, that we did for the character um, Sergio who we, who we mentioned before came on for the pilot and I think he also sort of designed everybody's look we for actually the show, had right? a long
0: conversation about yeah. you specifically and we both I think were on the same page which is we wanted there was sort of this like shrinking violet idea who doesn't look like one right and the idea of giving you he really loved the idea of giving this character a very clean chic seemingly Mm -hmm. kind of transparent look with this dark lip maybe she's hiding something maybe she isn't Mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting and the hair is great it was such a gift Sergio. to be able to do that. It oh, was so great.
1: Yeah, to be able to sort of transform and look different. We and... also
0: wanted to make sure that you look very different than you did when you played Amanda Tanner anyway, yeah. because I think a lot of people didn't recognize you were Amanda Tanner, which is really interesting. It's so cool Which when that is happens. super cool, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't think that happens very much with, with actresses. Now, but... actually, that leads me to one of the fan questions, oh. which is Gabrielle Marie at Gab Gab says, do people still recognize you from the Gilmore Girls? They do. In fact, there was a gentleman
1: on my way into Shondaland today who, who said, Hey, you're, you're Paris from the Gilmore Girls, aren't you? And I said, yeah. Just shook his hand. Very nice man. I think um, it's an interesting thing because I guess Gilmore Girls came on Netflix sort of around the same time that this show started airing. It was, an, it was a sort of a strange resurgence of, of having your
0: past and present out in the world at the same time. And, of course, Chonda Rhimes, big Gilmore Girls fan. Thank God. Glenda Nelms wants to know, Odd Lies a While, what was the hardest part of playing Bonnie? Um, I think the hardest part is that she is mysterious.
1: You can play a mysterious person, but they can't be so much of a mystery to you. You know, Laura Inez, who's one of our directors, was actually very helpful at in this, and she's a big TV director now but she also was on ER for a long time and she has such an amazing ability because she was on serial television for so long because I remember doing a scene early in the season where Bonnie sort of get bribes the information out of the police sergeant. It's
0: kind of blackmail isn't it? It was sort of a little, it was bit, a little bit of a bit black... of blackmail. Yeah,
1: but it was sort of Bonnie's, one of Bonnie's first sort of stronger moments yeah. in the show and I kind of felt like I had to sort of establish this whole other side to her and And Laura was like, no, this is just a moment in a person's day. Like, it doesn't have to be this big event, which was so Oh my god, that's profound. That's great.
0: Bill A. Breen wants to know, how is the How to Get Away with Murder Set crew different than the Scandal group?
1: Um, I mean, they're similar in that it's a group of people who are really excited about what they do and really happy to be working and are very accessible, friendly people. I guess the only difference, again, is that I've been able to spend more time on this show, so I've gotten to know people a little bit better and gotten to sort of dig my heels in.
0: Um, (laughs) Everybody wants to know what's going on with Bonnie and her backstory.
1: I think, I mean, (laughs) yeah. Well, I'm glad. So do I. I I know. (laughs) I'm glad. I'm glad that people want to know. That's a huge vote of confidence. I can't really speak to Pete's plan, but I think the longer that we're on the air, the longer we're going to be able to sort of, or the more we're going to be able to sort of dig into those relationships and, and the origins of how people came
0: together. So I think that, that is totally, totally true. And most of our shows, if you guys watch our shows, you know that eventually information comes out. Yeah. It just comes out at sometimes when you don't expect it to come out. Oh it it's worth it? the wait. It is. Yeah. I think it honestly <laughs> is. <laughs> I think it is. Well, I thank you so much for doing this with us today. Thank you. And plus for me, it means I actually get to see you, which is a huge boon for me because I don't get to see you enough. As you guys know, I spend a lot of time in the office and then every once in a while when I get to go on set, I like, I'm so excited because I get to see everybody, I see people at table reads. So part of the reason I do this podcast is so that I can actually drag these poor bastards in and yell at them on the radio for a while. I call it the radio, even though it's the intranet. How's that? (laughs) Um, We like to refer, this office, we refer to everything in dated terms because Shonda calls me a Luddite because I can barely do anything. So she's always like, well, you're the Luddite. So when anything really difficult occurs, she's like, don't tell Betsy about that because she won't be able to do it. Next week, we have um, some great new episodes of television coming up. Grey's Anatomy, uh, the episode is called The Great Pretender. Remember, we name all of our episodes after songs. I think you're going to see some dynamics between Maggie and Meredith. And Bailey and Ben are going to have some concerns about a relative. I'm loving Dr. Herman in Arizona, and I think we're going to get a good old dose of that. So super excited about that. Scandal, I can't even talk about. You know, scandal, not allowed to say anything. It's called No More Blood. There's a lot of crazy ball stuff. And you know the crazy ball stuff that's been going on? There's more crazy ball stuff, except it's even more crazy oh. than the crazy balls you've <laughs> been seeing. And How to Get Away with Murder, this episode, I'd like to kind of call it a very special episode of How to Get Away with Murder, because I'm just going to say, Annalise, she's going to be um, turning to an unlikely source for help. Uh, We have the amazing Miss Cicely Tyson as a guest star, which is super awesome. And there's an incredibly great case on it too. So I'm, I'm, we're really excited about that. Remember that all three of these shows are TGIT. That's Thursday night, ABC, Grey's Anatomy 8 o'clock, Scandal 9 o'clock, How to Get It With Murder 10 o'clock. Please remember that you can follow our shows on Twitter. You like them on Facebook, and you can get caught up on abc.com or watch the ABC app. Maybe you missed one of Bonnie's incredibly interesting looks and you wanna go back and you wanna watch it. I recommend it. Now, don't forget to tell your friends to please subscribe to this podcast at itunes.com slash And I will be back next week for another Shondaland Revealed podcast. Have a great week, stay safe, bye-bye.